0: Yo, yo, yo! What up? What up? What up? We back, baby. We back. I'm so pumped, dude. God is doing some incredible, incredible things through this podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked. Honestly, I'm really, really stoked. Here's why I'm stoked. So. Y'all know for the longest of time, the past seven months or so that we've been recording this thing, it's been on my phone, solo dolo, just on my phone, interviewing people just on my phone. Well, recently, dude, I'm pumped, bro, because somebody sent me podcast gear out of the blue. Dude! I was ecstatic. I'm excited. And there's there's been some hoops that I've had to jump through. Because it was just on my phone. And so now. I'm figuring out how to record this thing. Through a microphone! Let's go, let's go, let's go! That's exciting. That's a blessing. Like. Like. God is doing something that is so good that is so profound, and i'm just humbled to even be to even be a part of this podcast it hopefully and oh 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 we got other news we got other news dude, we are now on Apple podcasts. We're no longer on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Let's go. I'm really hyped about this episode. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm pumped, y'all. I'm pumped because God is using me to reach hundreds and hundreds of people that don't know Jesus. That gets me excited. It doesn't matter how much work I have to put into it. It gets me so, so pumped. Anyways, y'all, did I tell you how pumped I am to be on the show today? Jesus, turn it up, y'all. So good, so good. Anyways, my life right now is, is really good. Um... I have an amazing wife. I have an amazing brother's. Shout out to my wife, dude. Shout out to hope with um she is one of a kind <clears throat> and yeah, we're living we're We're finishing classes we're We're trying to reach people that are lost, don't know Jesus and last so we're finishing up a series. About things, things not talked about in church. And this week, uh, last time we talked about emotional health and what it, what it means to have healthy emotions. And this week we are talking about this idea of gluttony. And I just, I think this week we will uh, preface what gluttony is, we will talk about what gluttony is. And then next week, because I need more time to find biblical answers on what gluttony is, we'll talk about biblically, but uh, this week we're talking about, we're talking about gluttony and what gluttony is um, and how to maybe overcome it. So gluttony. Gluttony is not something that's like frequently talked about in the church setting. And honestly, I wish it was, I wish it was talked about. I wish it was like more, more of a thing because it's such, it's such a prevalent thing in our society. Um, Gluttony is overeating. And if you live in America, we... We love to eat. We center everything around food, holidays, get togethers, like, hey bro, you wanna go out to eat? Like we schedule everything about food. Just just in the culture that we live in, we schedule everything about food. We schedule, oh, what are we gonna do tonight? We're gonna eat. What are we gonna eat tonight? We're gonna we're gonna eat this and that. Like we schedule things around food because in America We love to, we love to eat. Food is so good and it's amazing and it tastes really good and it brings us together. So like food in itself is not bad. God created food. God wanted us to eat. God, God intended us to eat, but it's how we steward what we eat. Like, God intended for us to eat good food. God intended for us to eat good food. Like, the garden. Let's let's go back to the garden, because if we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it all. In the garden, there was fruits and vegetables and meats. I'm sure there was other things, too. But in the Bible, it talks about how Adam and Eve ate food. And you know, they not only in the garden, but all throughout the Old Testament, they have feasts, they have feasts of tabernacles, they have all these different feasts. And like, food is not a bad thing. But if food owns you, that's when it becomes a bad thing. When food owns who you are, and all you want to eat is all you want to do is food, you base your life around food. And like, you can base your let me say it this way. You can base things, you can do things that have food and you can meet up with people and those are all good things. But it's how you manage that. Let me be vulnerable because on on Jesus, turn it up. We are vulnerable. I am vulnerable because if I'm not vulnerable, how do I expect other people to grow? For a long period of my life, I would Eat so much food that I would throw up. Like I would eat, I would eat, and 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 I would eat. I could start a mixtape. I could eat, I could eat, I could eat, I could eat. I'm having too much fun today. Um I would eat so much that I would literally puke. And the food was good, like. I was eating greasy, you know, um, chicken nuggets, mozzarella sticks, um, pizza rolls. I was eating all of these things and not really knowing the reason why. And it wasn't until I started to go to therapy, honestly. Um, I I feel like, can I just talk about this? Like, I feel like as Christians, we put, such a bad rep on therapy that it's just not like it's not good, but God created people to help you, and so I started to go to therapy and basically what what happened was is they would ask me really good questions they would say, "Well, what was your childhood like like did you get fed enough as a kid and da 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 like did you like did you eat because you were bored? Did you eat because you were happy? Did you eat because of this and this?" and basically what transpired in therapy was they talked about how it, it's not just me overeating it's a trigger and, and triggers are something that is usually a deeper um, a deeper cause of things a deeper like understanding of things uh like for example, some people alcohol is a trigger, and for me, the longest time, food was a trigger because I was I was hurting and I didn't know how to how else to cope, and so I would eat this, this these massive amounts of food and eat until I would be stuffed, and then you know I would have people telling me that, "Hey Noah, like you probably need to be done." My parents. And like, this was like from a very young age, this wasn't like something that just started last week, like, this started at like age seven to eight. And I just struggled with food, because of my childhood, because I didn't know how to deal with everything going on with my family, I didn't know how to deal with everything going along with um, my life, because my life was kind of messy and and broken and and so I would just use food as an escape instead of alcohol or like, like food, I, I would overextend myself and I would eat so much and I would throw up and it would like cause people to be frustrated at me because maybe this is TMI on this podcast, but every time I would have a family get together, they would be nervous to be around me because I would just be eating so much food and i was eating like just this massive amount of food that no one should ever really eat like and it didn't make me feel any better it made me feel worse like puking throwing up and every time we would go somewhere i would throw up in somebody's car and like that's my brokenness that's 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 what i was doing and um some people struggle with porn and some people struggle with um alcohol and and jealousy. But if I'm being honest, like my struggle as a kid, and even as an adult, my struggle was was food. And so, you know, we would go buffets were really bad for me, like I I would overeat because there's no portion control, there's no this or that. And so I would go and eat these things because I was feeling something and I was feeling a certain way. And, and and then there's the opposite of gluttony, which is, uh, I could be getting this wrong, but I think it's, um, I, I can't remember it, but you literally starve yourself and you, you like don't eat for days and you don't don't eat on day's end because you're not hungry and um you know and so I was in this place of 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 eating and trying to overcome this and trying to do it on my own and you know I played sports in high school and I I I mean I'm like somewhat fit of a guy I'm not like, I don't have like a six pack or anything, but in high school I was, I was really fit because I was in sports and then I would just go home and eat a bunch. And I think for me, the changing point was seeing my family in, in this state of like, we're eating so unhealthy that... It's affecting us and, and seeing all of these health issues in my family and seeing just the effects of what was happening in my family. Health wise, I was just like, dude, like, I got to change, I got to change. But again, like, our culture is based around food, we, we live for food. But in other countries i find it interesting they don't live for food they they um survival is their food and i personally believe that obesity is a huge huge problem in america because we don't know how to steward our bodies we don't I mean my mom died of a heart attack. We don't we don't know how to steward our bodies well. And we're not equipped for that. We're not trained for that. We're not we're not like, oh yeah, like this is how we steward our bodies. No, it's like w- what we grow up with is probably what our environment is, like culture um like culture and how you were brought up. And so honestly, me and my wife are, are learning to be healthy, to be healthy as whole, because I think biblically speaking, yeah, like God, God calls us to things and big things, but something like, again, just my vulnerability today, something that God has challenged me with in the past years, like Noah, like If you start losing weight, I'm going to grow your capacity. If you start losing weight, I'm going to grow your capacity. And I'm not perfect. Like, I'm not perfect by any means. But, man, when I started to lose weight and I started to be consistent at the gym, man, when I started to diet plan and and do all these things, my why changed of, I want, yeah, I want to be healthy. Because I think I think when we talk about gluttony, like, there's so much things that I could talk about, like, but I feel like the Holy Spirit's like leading me to talk about this, like, we, um we as people don't know how to steward our bodies well. And so yeah, it, it, our, our physical health has a direct correlation to our mental health. Our, our physical being has a direct co- correlation to our mental health. And our mental health has a direct correlation to our spiritual health. Like, like, take the Bible out of it. Like, I don't, I don't want to use the Bible right now, not because it's not important, but I just want to get a base understanding of where I'm coming from. And then next Monday, um, I will use the Bible and I will use verses to talk about gluttony and talk about the struggle of gluttony and see what Jesus has to say about it. Because I I just want to set us up for, for success and, I think our our fitness goals is not to have a six-pack. If your fitness goal is to have a six-pack, that's a good goal. But when it comes to eating right, when it comes to working out, you have to be in charge. When it comes to gluttony, you have to rewire your brain, just like a lot of other addictions, Cause, cause food for me in the longest time, just being honest, like I, I felt like I love food more than I love Jesus. And, and that was like hard to hear, but I felt like my life was so absorbed around food and I, I still love food. Don't get me wrong, but food was an idol in my life. Every time I was bored, I would go to food. Every time I was hungry, I would go to food. Every time I was sad, I would go to food. Every like, this is why I talked about emotions last week because emotions have power. And so like food for me was an addiction. Whether whether I want to like realize it or not, food for me was an addiction that that had me captive and had me in places that I didn't want to be and and took me places that I don't want to be. But I feel like it wasn't until I changed my thought process. It wasn't until I changed my emotions. It wasn't until I like said, okay, like there's a deeper issue here. We as Christ followers are called to honor our bodies. We only get one body and this might sound uncomfortable. This might sound weird, but you know what? Like God has called me. To speak the truth. God has called me to speak his word. And his word says that we only have one body. And so if we treat our bodies like trash, what's going to come out of us? Trash. And so I'm on this journey right now. This health journey. Because, yeah... Sure, I want to lose weight. Sure, I I want to be healthy. But more than that, like, I want to grow. I want God to, I want God, I want to have capacity for my kids, my grandkids. I want to have capacity for my wife when she's old. And so, like, there's work that needs to be put in for us to avoid gluttony like gluttony isn't just this like oh i'm gonna overeat like we don't talk about gluttony gluttony has so many like other root issues like oh i'm anxious so i'm gonna go eat you know what they tell you never to go to the grocery store hungry never to make decisions when you're angry never to make decisions when when you're lonely or you're tired but do you know what i've done and i'm still not perfect at it honestly like i It'll it'll become like nine ten o'clock, and I'll just want to eat. I'll just want to like have all the snacks in the world. Like I I'm just so hungry because it feels like I haven't eaten all day or haven't haven't done enough. And and the reality is is like I'm tired and I probably just need to go to sleep. But for the longest of time, I would gain like ten to f- like five to ten pounds a week because I was eating at nine or ten o'clock and there's some like there's some studies that say you can't eat past eight there's some like studies that say you can't eat past seven and so like it's not that I don't eat past seven or eight I just ask myself like am I actually hungry like am I actually like wanting something to eat like is my body actually in this place of like hey am I hungry or Am I just bored or am I just lonely or am I just tired? Because honestly, if I'm just lonely or tired, like if I'm hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If I'm just bored, like if I'm just bored and I'm eating because I'm bored, I need to find a new hobby. I need to find something that that will satisfy me. I need to find something to do. I need to find like I need to find fulfillment in other areas because I'm oh yeah, I'm bored, I'm going to eat something. When, like, when did we become a society when we're bored, we just eat? Because that's all we know how to do. Nurture versus nature. Like, psycho. I, I'm focusing on the psychological side of it. Next week, I'll focus on the spiritual side of it. But the psychological side of it in our culture is like, oh, there's food around we have to eat. Oh, there's this around we have to do. Like we We live and breathe off of food like and I need you to hear me on this. like having food is not bad having having food is not bad at all. like like we need food to survive and we need food to um, have energy, but in our society, we have been taught. That food is, it is over us. And personally, I I feel like I'm stepping on all sorts of toes and and that's okay. But our food cannot become our idol. I'll say it again. Our food cannot become our idol. If we, if food has a, an, like an entanglement on it, can I just tell you, like, there is freedom in that. And like, so the great thing about God and Christ is there's freedom in a moment, but your habits keep you free. Uh somebody named Noah Heron just wrote a book about holy habits and he like talks about consistency and he and he talks about these things. And we as people need to do a better job of stewarding our bodies. Because if we're just eating like to eat then we're actually tricking our brains into um into this like lie that I need food when I when I had a long day at work. What's your first reaction when you get home? I know what my first reaction was is I need something to eat. Or I I, I have to have a snack because if I don't have a snack So I was really thirsty, but if I don't have a snack, then I'm going to die. Or if, if I don't have a snack, then I'm not going to be okay for my kids or I'm not going to be okay for my spouse. And the reality to that is just like, the reality to that is no, you've had a long day and you don't know how to cope after a long day. And so, man, gluttony, the essence of gluttony is the essence of food and the absence of food, like has been a strong hold in my life. And so, man, I know as Christians, we're called to honor our bodies, but Your question is probably, well, how do I, how do I uh, make, how do I not make food an idol? Like, we have to eat, we have to do all this stuff. Well, let me tell you, I never said food is bad. I just said how you're handling food is bad. And, yes, create a meal plan, start working out, but also, also, hear me, hear me people is is when you're struggling with this find accountability one that's one two like just like any other addiction like any other any other thing that we're addicted to like your phone your screen porn like like drugs alcohol like Find something that's going to work for you. For me, it's working out every day. For me, it's meal prepping. For me, it's having smaller portions. For me, it's it's actually inviting Jesus in when I want to overeat. Whoa, that sounds wild. That sounds weird. Yeah, but but this has been in my family forever. Can I tell you, I love my family to death, but gluttony has been in my family forever. And one of the biggest reasons why I want to break gluttony is because I don't want it in my family anymore. I want to learn how to eat healthy. I want to learn how to take care of my body. I want to learn how to treat my body well. I'm not saying that you have to love yourself. What I'm saying is we are called as Christians, as as people of God, we are called to steward our body well. And so, for me, it looks like working out every day. For me, it looks like, yeah, getting up extra early, having a protein shake, but it doesn't just end with the food thing it's it's gluttony is a mindset. oh, and some of you some of you have this mindset of Anytime something bad happens, any, anytime something happens in my life, I have to eat or anytime there's food around, I have to eat or, or I just want a feeling. I just want that taste. I just want that back. Uh, can I tell you like that feeling will come and go like that, that thing that you're desiring come and go. I I didn't mean to talk about the Bible, but unapologetically, like, we're going to speak truth on this podcast, and we're going to do it in love. And, and I want to challenge the people that really struggle with gluttony, and really, like, really, like, you're so addicted to food that you can't, obviously, you can't live without food, but it's become such a pattern in your life that, oh, when you get home from, like, from any activity, you have to have food, like, no, Jesus will set you free in a moment, in, in a blink of an eye, in, in a twinkling of an eye. Like, I've seen it thousands of times, but it wasn't until recently where I really started to get healthy and I really started to say, you know what, I don't, I don't need seconds all the time. It <laughs> Here, Here's what was really funny is science says you're... Stomach is the size of a fist, and something that's helped me like not emotionally eat is like, for me when when, I, when I'm sad when I'm upset it's just it's just like drinking like it's just it's very very similar. When I'm sad or upset or angry or frustrated or having negative emotions, I just I won't eat. I won't eat right then and there. Like, that has been a process for me because there was nights where I would just come home and I'd be sad or upset, and I would just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Like, but and what's really helped me overcome that is saying, okay, I'm upset here. But there are other healthy outlets other than food. There are other healthy things that I could be doing. There are other healthy out- outlets other than food. And, and food had a stronghold on my life for the longest of time because because I allowed it to have the effect that it did. And you're right, I'm relearning everything. I'm, I'm, I'm relearning how to work. I'm relearning how to treat my body right. And it's been amazing. Like, I'm not perfect at it. I, I don't wake up in time every day. I don't eat right all the time. But I've set standards for myself to say, I, I, I just, I don't think I need to eat right now. Even if I'm hungry, like I'm not, I'm not going to eat because that's what caused my food issue or or gluttony issue was because I wasn't handling my emotions right. And so I I would just go to food and, you know, it was kind of like a drug for me. Like I would go to food and kind of forget about um, everything else. And so I, I just started to like one step at a time, right? Like I started to not eat when I was emotional. And then the next step is, is when I was emotional or when I am emotional, we're going to talk about it. We're not just going to like, we're not just going to like brush it underneath the rug or, or just say it's okay or say, oh, we'll talk about it later. No, like in my relationship with my wife, like, When we're frustrated, like, yes, my wife needs space, but we talk about things. We talk about hard things. And that's just like, when you're trying to get out of something, you have to be held to a higher standard and you have to set up new principles. So, I stopped eating when I was emotional. That's that's number one. Number two... Is practically how do you not overeat in a society that tells you overeating's okay. you can overeat, you can eat as much as you want. You can have five cheeseburgers <laughs> Like you can have all of this food and be satisfied. So I think the next part is something that I still wrestle with honestly, is portion control. You don't need seconds every time you eat. Your body is not made to have seconds every time you eat. And hear me, hear me, hear me, please. Like, I'm not saying that you can't have seconds ever. I'm not saying that you can't have seconds when, when there's holidays or, or special occasions. Like, that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying for me and overeating. Sometimes it looks like me putting more on the sometimes it it looks like me drinking a glass of water beforehand because you're wa- like drinking a glass like this is scientific. Straight scientific. Sh- straight scientific. <laughs> straight scientific. If you drink a glass of water before you eat, you'll be fuller faster. Um and so to not eat as much, I started to drink a glass of water and then and then here's another kicker here's i'll I'll say practical step number three I would say, when you do have seconds, go do something physical here's why I say that here's why I say that. why do you say that no da 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 da. da. Well, I say that because if you're gonna overeat, at least do something about it. I I know this sounds like harsh, but we as people in the church, in our families, in America in general, It makes me so sad that we are the most, like, obese country in the world. It breaks my heart because there's other side effects that come with obesity. There's other things that come with obesity. And... Imagine a world where we cared about, about not being so cuffed to food, the cake and the Doritos. I don't want food to be an idol in my life anymore. I want to be healthy. For my family. I want to be healthy for my wife. I want to be healthy. Can I talk to the men for a second? We as men are called to lead our wives. We are called to lead them biblically, practically, and spiritually. And personally, this was a neglect in my life for the longest time. But I think... I think we're called to to lead them physically too. Not because like we are like big and strong, but when I started to work out, my wife wanted to work out. Like when I started, like men set the atmosphere of the home. Men set, I, I could do a whole series on men and maybe I will, but men set the atmosphere of the home. And so, I challenge the men for a second to like, yes, be in your word, be in your Bible. But just like you like provide that way, your wife wants you to be fit. Your wife wants you to be physically fit. Like just when when I started to work out, like my wife notices, like your wife notices. And, you know, I want. I want a lot of things, but man, not only do I want you spiritually healthy, man, I want you physically healthy. Because there are good benefits to being physically healthy. You're not as tired as often. You don't crave caffeine as much. You don't do this much stuff. You are more fit to hang out with your kids and your wife. And so hear my heart like i don't i'm not the goal of this of this episode is not to say oh everybody needs a fitness planet and to to fast and to, to do all of this crazy fitness stuff no what i am saying is that you need to steward your bodies well in the way that works well for you because ultimately at the end of the day like i'm passionate about fitness and i'm passionate about helping people and i'm a passion passionate about like people reaching their goals and seeing people grow. And like, that's just my heart. My heart is to say, listen, you can be healthy. You can start good habits. You can have healthy habits. You can. And, and, and I think this is like a big thing in our society. Oh, I'm just going to start when the new year starts. No, dude, like don't start when the new year starts. Start now. There's never been a better time to, to start getting healthy because when I started to get healthy, my mind is clear, my body is better, and my spirit is way better. And so my challenge to you, I have two challenges before I'm going to end. My, my challenge to you today is to say, okay, I'm going to get healthy whatever that looks like. And if you're married, if you have kids, if you're single, do it with people. You don't have to do it alone. I don't work out alone. I think that's weird. I work out with somebody else and we do life together. Like, like make it fun. Like working out doesn't have to be this like whole chore. Like working out can be fun, dude. Like, come on. And then the second thing is straight from the Holy Spirit right now. The second thing is, Mike Todd did an amazing sermon on this. Um, It's called Cuff to Kick. Shout out to Mike Todd. Um, And I I watched that sermon and I feel like the Holy Spirit's like, re. not like, I don't want to steal his sermon, but I feel like the Holy Spirit is, is is showing me what He wants me to tell on this podcast because I pray about this podcast. I I long for this podcast. I long for people to come to know Jesus, and I don't. My second point is, I don't want people to be so cuffed to cake and chips and Doritos and to this feeling that they have when, when they experience food that they forget about Jesus. And for so long in my life, just to be honest and open and transparent, so long in my life, food took the place of Jesus food took took where Jesus should have been, and I replaced it with carbs and sugar and and cake and cheesecake and all the unhealthy things and it It brought shame to me because it was like this unspoken thing that wasn't talked about in church. So I just had to figure it out. I just had to pull up my bootstraps and figure it out and and, and try all these different things and, and fail a bunch. And, and But what I did realize is that God's grace is bigger than my addiction. God's grace is bigger than those... Doritos or that cake or, or that feeling that I was chasing inside of my mind because I was empty and I just I just wanted something that that could fill me instantaneously and I feel the Holy Spirit so strongly say like no I want to break off gluttony I want to break off condemnation of, of of people that have been struggling for years of gluttony I want to break off these things I want new life. There's new things in Jesus. And if you're not a Christian, if you're not a Christian, that's okay. There's still new things for you if you want to follow Jesus. There's still new things for you. Man, I see I see the Holy Spirit say, I want to break off gluttony in, in people's families. I want to give practical tools. I want to give wisdom. I wanna I wanna I wanna give people wisdom to walk in in the wholeness that I've I've called them to walk in. I wanna give people the boldness to walk out wholeness. Whoa. I wanna give people the boldness to walk out the wholeness in their bodies. The, the bodies that we've been neglecting for years, I want to set them free of gluttony. Because the Lord will set you free if you allow him to. And so, honestly, I don't know who you are today. I don't know where you live. I don't know your struggle. But I know that my God, I know from personal experience and and, and my testimony that my God is delivering me from gluttony. Gluttony will no longer have a hold on my life. Gluttony and food will no longer keep a hold on me any longer. My feelings will no longer have a hold on me any longer. Because food is good. But food is not everything to me. What is everything to me is Jesus. Jesus is everything and I don't want I don't want food, I don't want Doritos, I don't I don't want enchiladas to be to be the one thing for me. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what kind of background you've been through. I don't know, but I do know that there is power and there is freedom today in Jesus' name from gluttony, from from generations of habits and choices of your family. It can start today. It can start in a moment. Because your value... Your value son, your value daughter is not in what people think. Let me say it like this. It's not in the food that you eat. Your value Is in the one that made you your value is in the one that made you. Yes, there's practical things that we can be doing. But I want to see people set free through this podcast. That's why I do what I do. It's not. It's not about me. And so. I'm gonna pray. And we're gonna end. Holy Spirit, I pray for every person underneath the sound of my voice that is struggling with gluttony today. I pray for every single person that is struggling to overeat. God, God, I pray that in this podcast, they would find healthy ways to produce good fruit. God, I pray that they would steward their bodies well. God, I pray that their fitness levels would go up. God, I pray that families would be healthy again, whole and holy, God. God, I pray for your presence, God. Thank you for the words, God. Thank you for the, the opportunity to be on this podcast, God. Thank you for every person that's listened, even if it's just one. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, next week, I think I'm going to do a podcast on finances. Um, I might bring a special guest in, too. And so that will be fun. But, dude, I'm excited for what God has for me in this podcast. Thank you for listening and supporting and dreaming with me. Until next time. Peace.